Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 423rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my ecstatic co-hosts. We have uh, we have one that is actually pretty good at static electricity. We have the fluffiest whimsicott. Hey, I made a cotton, not wool. So keep your static electricity to yourself. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think you could. Uh, we can exp- we can talk about this later. Um, <laughs> and then I mean, not uh, as much. <laughs> you can still do it. Um, and so <laughs> we also have we also have uh, the wonderful as always, Lydian. Hello, hello. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in a basement in 20, 2007. I, I've been so used to saying 2010 or like 2011, and I meant 2007. Uh, <laughs> and I've been doing this too long. But welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. We have a great thing here for you. We are the show that talks everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to, I guess, DLC now. And we'll we'll talk even we'll talk even more about that later today. Who'd have known? So we're gonna we're gonna get into it. But uh I guess I'll I'll start the show off like I always like to start it off and ask you guys how you're doing, what's up, how's everything's going? Mm, pretty good. The holidays have been nice and quiet. I That's played true. a lot of games compared to the usual. Really? But yeah, um I'm usually I've like sl- I've slowly morphed into you over the years, I've realized, because like I used to play a lot of different video game franchises, and now I play Pokemon, and then maybe I'll delve into like one more throughout the yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, me saying that I'm playing more games means that once I was pretty much done with the Pokedex, I had a, okay, I'm all pokemon out for the moment, instant, and I essentially am trying to finish everything in Breath of the Wild. Wow. Okay. Guess what? It's two years later, and I haven't beaten Ganon yet. <laughs> that's that's fine. Zelda can wait. She can wait. That that story has an end. I thought you just were supposed to go and play forever. I'm I'm very confused. Well, so pretty much yes, because um, spoilers for everyone who hasn't beaten Ganon. Just in case you care, like almost three years later. But my sister has told me that once you beat Ganon. Your save file just goes back to before you beat Canon, essentially. Yeah, so you it can't does. keep playing it forever. Does. Yeah, you can keep playing forever. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but I, I guess uh, we get a sequel, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. I don't know if it's a sequel. They haven't really confirmed that, but. 
Well, it's Breath of the Wild 2, so unless they're going a Xenoblade Chronicles route, where the sequel has absolutely nothing to do with the original game, I assume it's a sequel. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I so, like, the thing I always wanted, this is completely not Pokemon, but the thing I always wanted from that game was I would have really wanted, like, a prequel. Like, give me the hundred years before when you failed. I really want to play that part. I feel like that sounds like a party. And by party, death and destruction. But you know how it, how it ends, and you're supposed to lose. Yeah, I, I know, but, like, I don't know. There's games before where, like, you had to do that, and I feel like if you understand that that's the outcome, like, yeah, you lose, and then you go play Breath of the Wild, and you sell that game as DLC, and then you're done. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you do it as DLC, then yes. But I would really like to, I'd really like to see, um, see, like, them go after a different, like, Zelda villain as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a lot, we've had a lot of different Zelda villains in the past. A lot of the time it's just Ganon. It's like, but it was me, Ganon, the whole time. Uh, looking at you, Twilight Princess. Uh-huh. And where it's just like, oh, cool, a new cool villain. That'd be really cool. And it's like, nope, I was Ganon. And yeah, it would be it'd be really cool. Like, I think Skyward Sword was like the biggest departure from that because there is no Ganon. There's just Demise, which essentially turns into Ganon. Uh, there there were a couple. Phantom Hourglass had Bellum. Oh, yeah. Uh, Those, no, no. The, so I, so if you're thinking like the so there's like two worlds of Zelda, though. There's like the there's like the main con- there's like console Zelda well, and then handheld Zelda. And that's more handheld. Handheld Zelda has way better like enemies, in my opinion. <laughs> I do agree with you because they come up with different stories because they're like, yeah, nobody's going to play this anyway. So let's do what we want. Link's <laughs> Awakening, I think, is a really good example of that. <laughs> Except now it's a console Zelda. Hmm. Now it's a console Zelda, yeah, with uh, Chain Chomps. Yep. Yeah, this Breath of the Wild's a good game. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into like I I'm I'm excited for Animal Crossing in a couple months. Animal Crossing is like one of those franchises that's like near and dear to my heart. It's like number it's like number three or four on my list of like favorite video game franchises. Mm. One's obviously Pokemon, <laughs> and then I would hope. Uh, and then like then there's fire emblem and then you've got like then you've got like it starts to starts to muddle there but animal crossing is definitely like in that in that it's it's definitely top four it might be top three i don't know the answer <laughs> uh, but i'm very excited for animal crossing but what about you lenny what's what's been new with you i got uh school has started again so i am Ooh, I'm back party at university what classes. a party I have the world's, like, if you think of the, like, if you think in your brain what you think a uh, archaeology professor looks like, that is exactly what my intro professor looks like. It's just a general I'm taking. The Harrison man has, Ford? Like, a gold pocket. Yeah, that's no. what I thought. I'm thinking of Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, imagine, no, not Harrison Ford. Like, we're talking, like, an older version of Jack Black's character from Jumanji. Oh, uh, that's oh, even better. He's awesome. He's just... He has like this this soft southern accent and everything is I I'm so sorry that there is a, a problem with our computer system, but as you know, computers are of the devil. And it's just he's he is incredible. Every every class with him is a treasure. I've started writing down quotes because they're just perfect, but I don't have them on me right now. Amazing. He's, I want Jack Black to be my professor. Uh so do I. He could be a geometry professor. Teach me all about octagons. It'll be the the problem is I always so like the problem is I'm in a position now where I can be a professor and like I've been approached by, about it several times already and I'm just like I don't know that I want to do it. I don't feel like I can handle that authority at like the age of 28 like here <laughs> here teach this class this college class and then I look around and like the kids are only well I it, it's getting more real to me when I get in there and then I feel like really old because I just got a new student <laughs> in the lab and I was just like, oh, well, the age gap isn't that bad. And then I did the math. I'm like, oh, God, he's nine years younger than me. I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm he just, was, he was, yeah, yeah I'm you, just like, I'm sitting what? here and you know the face I'm making, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I know, I know. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm just like, oh God, what's happening? Like you are nine years younger than I am. Let's not I know. talk about baby leaning over there. Hey, there. <laughs> I was just like, like, oh my gosh, he's nine. They're nine years younger than me. Uh, and I'm just like, what am I, what have I done with my life? And I'm like, I guess it's not that bad. Cause like now I'm essentially a professor in the lab, but like, yeah. I, I, oh man, it's, uh, it's like a culture shock to like realize that like, oh man, I'm this much older than these students. And I'm like, you can, you can be a professor. And I'm like, nah, let's, let's not do that right now. Like, let's wait until like, at least I'm 30. And then like, I feel like I should be that old. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, because like, for me, I was just like, yeah, I just got out of school like two years ago. And mm. yeah, like, and then I, but then I have to remember like, yeah, but typically people get done with school when they're 22. You got done with school when you were 27. <laughs> And so it's, it's a very, it's a very odd, like, like reality check to me every time I like, I'm talking about it now, but the next time it, it's going to happen like in two days and I'm going to get slapped in the face with it again. Mm. Uh, it, it's just, it hurts me. It hurts my soul. I don't, I guess I don't feel old. I just, I just don't know. Don't know what to do with that. I just don't know. Like, it's, it's just like a surprising fact to me. And I guess I, I can't relate to the children anymore. I can't relate to the youth. Yeet. Well. If it makes you feel better, I had a birthday between, you know, the last episode I was on and That's this true. one. That's and, true. Uh, I don't want to know. Now I'm at that age where I really can't even pretend that I feel closer to 30 than to 40. I know. I know. It's, it's really, it's a really bad feeling. I felt the same way when I hit 27. Yeah, but like, let, me, let me tell you, feeling closer to 30 doesn't feel nearly as bad as feeling closer to 40. I I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, but on that note, uh, that's a, this, this is a fun, not depressing note to talk about. Uh, it's not depressing. It's just, um, well, it makes you think. Look, everyone gets older and then they die. It's a fact. As yeah. a, that uh. is a fact. Uh, that is a fact. Uh, so on that note, though, let's go talk about some some new stuff that's happening that'll make us happy and forget about our ages. So <laughs> let's go kick it on over to the news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. Just in the news. In the news, uh, we obviously have the DLC, but we're going to get to that today as the main topic because there's like a bajillion thoughts to have about that, and I don't think the news segment's going to cover it. There were other things in the Pokemon Direct this week, uh, which was a pleasant surprise to have the Pokemon Direct uh, because I, I mean, outside of the DLC, we got essentially announcements that Home is going to get more stuff. Uh, stuff soon is going to be coming out in February and that they're going to talk to us about it before then. So that's really cool that we're going to get that means we're going to get news sometimes before here in the end of February. Yeah, which is really nice. Uh, they also seem just from like the whole presentation that like news is going to be more consistent throughout the year, which I don't I don't it feels like a very about face from their 2019 marketing strategy. But OK, um, <laughs> someone had been quite I mean, there was a. Uh... Yeah, yep. there was not uh, a lot of places to go there, but up. So that's very true. And so, 
Uh, the Pokemon Direct not only revealed the DLC, but I think the other big thing that they announced was that there's going to be a remake of the original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red and Blue Rescue Teams, which was an interesting set of games in and of itself. Because they're like, hey, how can we make the same game but put it on G- on the Game Boy Advance and then put it on the DS? And that's how they did it. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that like the the very first Pokemon game on DS? Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Uh, uh, it might have been. It no, Pokemon Dash yeah. was. And then I think Pokemon Mystery Dungeon came out afterwards. Yes. Pokemon Dash, the game that everybody mm. remembers and loves. Um, yeah. Uh, but Pokemon Mystery Dungeon... Uh, Rescue Team DX is coming out on March 6th, which is actually really soon. Yeah. It's really soon. Um, this came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I, I really appreciate this for so many reasons because one, it's the first time that we've gotten a spinoff um, in, in the era of the Switch, which is really cool. Um, we haven't gotten like a real proper spinoff other than like mobile games in the in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good, especially for Mystery Dungeon because a lot of people have been asking for Mystery Dungeon to come back. And as somebody who's never completed the Mystery Dungeon game, like I played Super Mystery Dungeon for a little bit and then I kind of got bored of it. Oh, same. And I, I've heard a lot of people who've played Mystery Dungeon be like, yeah, that sounds right because that Mystery Dungeon wasn't that good. Um, but apparently like the first two Mystery Dungeons are good. Like the, like the rescue, the bread and blue rescue team and then also Explorers of Time, Darkness and Sky. Right. So, so my siblings keep telling me. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. I, so, I mean, this is a good opportunity to do it because, like, Rescue Team was something that I was like, that's a lot of work to get a hold of. Um, and I've been planning on doing Sky for a while. I just haven't gotten to it. Um, so I, I do want to do this one. And, like, I want to do a playthrough on Twitch. I'll do it with Oshawott, though, if we get the Patreon to $850. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it with Oshawott so he can make comments about how good the, how good everything is. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Oshawott on our Discord server is a an avid uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon fan. And I'll do a playthrough on Twitch with him, and we'll put it on YouTube. We just got to hit $850. If not, it's going to be a bland thatch playthrough. <laughs> uh, a bland pa- thatch playthrough. Is he going to, like, uh, dub your Pokemon partner? Uh, d- now oh, my he gosh. Is. He should dub me. <laughs> now he is. Uh, Uncle Oshawa will dub my Pokemon partner. It'll be great. We should both... He and I should both take the quiz beforehand so that we can pick which ones we are. Perfect. Or it could be a Totodile followed by an Oshawa. Uh, you can't do two. Um, you know, that is. Oh, that's right. That's, that's the right. only rule. That is depressing. There's no Asha Wood here. Oh, that too. It's it's a remake. It only goes up to Gen three. Except does it really only go up? No, it, it does. No, it doesn't I saw because Luc- we've seen you know Lucario, a yeah. couple other Pokemon. We saw we saw Lucario. Lucario, I think, was in there because it was like one of the promo Pokemon. But I could be wrong. Yeah, but um, the partner Pokemon and the protagonist only go up yes. to Gen 3. Yep. Yeah, that is yeah, the partner so, Pokemon only go up to uh, Gen 3. So there is no Oshawott. That's sad. I know because I, I did the test last night. And for once, I am not a Chikorita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, you can pick as well. Um, you can mm. you can do uh, Pikachu, Totodile. I mean, first Gen 3 starters. And then I always find it odd like when they add other Pokemon in that you can it's like be. Machop, um, Cubone. It's Machop, Skitty. Cubone. Machop, Cubone, and Skitty. Meowth. Yeah, Meowth, of course. I, I'm kind of cool with Cubone. Cubone's like an odd odd left field choice for me. And I'm kind I of like into it. it. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> but it, it, it's okay. I, I'm very excited for this, though. Like, I... I've, I was like, I've been meaning to do a Mystery Dungeon. This is a great way to do it on, like, current hardware. I'm very excited. Um, I'm really happy that they seem to, like, try to be testing the waters to see if there's still a market for these third, these, like, these spinoff games, it seems like. That's what I'm assuming they're doing here is, like, hey, let's test the market, you know? We already have the game made, essentially. We just have to redo the graphics. 
Yeah, which and are not extremely intensive, but I, I yeah. adore that they essentially, like, somebody made me notice this, I don't remember who, but the graphics are essentially if they got the concept art into a, you know, a 3D world. That was Oshawott, because... And it's adorable. Oshawott has been yeah. doing nothing but talking about these games. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There were a lot of mechanical updates. I This was one of the first Pokemon games that I played. Uh, I think it was probably the third uh, so it's very interesting to see this now as an adult coming out again, and it'll be be weird to play. I guess it is about that time. It is about that time because, like, again, like I messed up at the at the beginning of the show. Like, 2007 is when I started the show, and that's that's about when this game came out. Like, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so like the, I mean, it's been a long time, and I've I've noticed in the Pokemon community at least, like, if you let things sit for 12 years, that's when they get the nostalgia bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, when the, that's when the nostalgia bug comes because that's Pretty when much. that's when everybody starts screaming like Hoenn confirmed or Sinnoh confirmed. It, oh it's man, like, the Sinnoh folks! Like <laughs> I, I was so sorry for them. Like when 2006 showed up on the screen, I bet a lot of them freaked out. And... Oh man, I didn't even think oh, about that. No. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that because yeah, that would probably destroy their world. Yeah. I'm so oh, sorry. Man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm very excited, though, for this game. I mean, this, this is this is something that I'm very excited to see, and I'm definitely going to try to play it. Um, March has also Animal Crossing, so I guess I'll have to beat it before the 20th of March. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't play Most... Animal Crossing, so I'm going to have plenty that's your time problem. for that. That's your problem. <laughs> Animal, I, Animal Crossing is like a game that's pretty much up your alley. I, I would think, um, right? Um, like... <laughs> I yeah. would, I would, I would think it's a bit too much up my alley, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know that I would be able to put it down. Oh, yeah, okay. that's true. You, the end harmonia we got. You're trying to save yourself. You're trying to save yourself. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's the same reason I don't look at stuff like Stardew Valley and stuff like that. <laughs> it's too cute. I don't want to get addicted. Stardew Valley is one of those games that I just, like, I go in spurts. Like, it's like, here's a week long of, like, Thatch is going to play Stardew Valley, and then you just get sucked into it. And it's just like, yeah, one more day. One more day. Uh, yeah, but, but see, I... On, on to more news. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got more news. And so we've got the Pokemon uh, Pokemon Go shifted a lot of things around. One, we got a new, we got a new five-star raid boss. It's Heatran, and Shiny Heatran is available now. Uh, so you can go do that until February 4th and go do a Heatran raid. Pokemon Go Community Day is going to be Piplup on January 19th. I believe that is the Sunday? Yes, yeah, that is the yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that is the Sunday, and it's going to be Piplup, obviously, um, to no one's surprise. And you're going to get 25% egg distances during Community Day. Um, from uh, It looks like they're going to be running at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. For the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, it's for the Northern Hemisphere. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. No, this, that, oh my gosh, they're handling this so well then. Because it's summer mm-hmm. in one place and winter in the other. And they get, yeah. you get equal sunlights. It's perfect. Nothing about this I hate. Yeah, I, I mean, you also don't want like people in places like Australia right now trying to be out at like one p.m. in the afternoon and yeah, I, I agree from a heat stroke if they're not on fire already. Like yeah. this world, yeah. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go has also done some more interesting things this past week. 
Um, because not only has it done that, it's also added in a bunch of new Pokemon from Gen 5, and at the same time, it's introduced trade evolutions into the game, so that you can trade Pokemon that can typically evolve via trade, like Kadabra, Machoke, Graveler, and Haunter from Gen 1. You can trade that with somebody, and then they'll evolve, and no candy is required, but now I think they've upped the candy cost to evolve those Pokemon to, like, 200 candy as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. No, I think I'm wrong. I lied. I have heard that... And I think I heard that from Sigma. Oh, so then it's definitely... I think, yeah. Sigma is always right, so maybe we heard him wrong. I don't want to make that claim now. Uh, <laughs> I will, will somebody look into that. Uh, and so, but we've got, uh, we've got Pokemon appear, new Pokemon. We got Rogan Rolla, Temple, Dwebble, Trubbish, Carablast, Joltik, Shelmet. Um, on top of that, we've also got new, um, new regionals, throw and soccer regionals, kind of like, uh, Saviper and Zangoose. One's in North America, one's not. Uh, <laughs> and well, so, thank you. <laughs> uh, throw, throw is currently in, uh, in North America. Sock is everywhere else, I guess, is what I want to say. Um, it's probably split in, split in half, yeah. but I use North America. Um, I mean, uh, it's, it's not that unfair. I mean, North America is sitting pretty in the middle of two oceans. So it's also in South America and Af- Africa. Okay. Is it? Um, it's also there. And Sock is in Europe, Asia, and Australia. Okay, um, so it's not split down the middle. It's like diagonally. In the southern United States, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean, and South America, we got Maractus. Finally a regional somewhere I live. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Egypt Gre- Egypt and Greece getting Sigilith, which is really cool. Um, and Basculin gets the Shellos treatment. Um, and ba- and red stripe Basculin is in the eastern hemisphere, while the blue stripe Basculin is in the western hemisphere. So okay. there you go. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, Pokemon Go has a uh, very interesting amount of things happening right now. And I, yeah, it, it's it's very, very interesting. I, I want to see, I, I, I need to check this candy thing because like I, it's going to bug me because I don't want to give people misinformation. And some people come in here and they'll be like, while but you... Dash, you didn't know how many candies it took to evolve. And he was wrong and he was misleading people. <laughs> well, while you check that, I'm just going to be sitting here whining about like, how is it that cotton is still not out? Like, uh, because why? you have to you have to spread it out. Like the Sinnoh Pokemon only started coming in what, like August? Or not Sinnoh? You know of a Pokemon? It's been the slowest rollout by far. Uh, but there's been a lot of Pokemon. There's also been a lot of Pokemon in that rollout. I mean, it is Unova. And it, yeah, it's Unova. I'm I, Unova. Unova for me. The problem is because I was like the last generation. That I can say like I I just like designs from that generation, like six, seven, and eight. I can't say I hate any of those, and that's because I think they picked a smaller pool of Pokemon to focus on. But I think I think they were just spread too thin on Unova. Mm. I mean, I I will forever agree that there is a lot of stuff in Unova that should not exist. I was gonna check my uh, I was gonna check online to see if I can find out the same thing, but I'm like, you know what I can do? I can just open up Pokemon Go on my phone. <laughs> that's actually yeah, <laughs> the real scientific method. I'm using. The, I think I have a haunter lying around. <laughs> I do have a haunter lying around. Haunter <laughs> takes. Uh, can I just? Uh, oh, this was traded once. Okay, so this one was traded to me, so that doesn't count. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> no. It's still a hundred candy. Uh, Sigma lied. Okay. Um. So so there we go. It, we from the horse's mouth. Same amount of candy, or you can trade it, and then you can evolve it. So uh, if you do trade, if you do, if you do trade it, you can evolve it for free. Yeah. That's the only difference. So like my traded haunter could evolve for free. My non-traded one couldn't evolve for free. Um, so there we go. We cleared that up. Mm-hmm. 
Moving on, though, if you're just like, man, we didn't get a Pokemon movie this year and you were disappointed because you didn't even watch CGI Ash remake of of the first Pokemon movie, um, you are you are probably in the wrong. But uh, there's a there's a new Pokemon movie coming out uh, next year. They've released the trailer. And the only way I can describe it is Ash meets Tarzan. Pretty much. Yeah, they they haven't really talked about it much. Uh, from what we can see is we we see Ash as he's stunned, as he's walking around a forest. Um, there's a kid that's swinging from a vine, and then there's a baby. It's and uh, real, the, real coherent. <laughs> it's, it, I have no idea what's going on, and we'll, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I So, I'm one, I'm still really okay with how they're doing these movies, and they're not making them tie into the anime at all. Mm-hmm. I am fantastically okay with them. Uh, the only thing I think they could do to make it better is if they, they gave a little bit more fan service for like longtime fans like me, just like a little bit. And when like they have like, uh, they're like for the power of us, the only Pokemon that we saw Ash had was Pikachu. I, I would have really appreciated just seeing Ash like throw out like one of his Johto Pokemon because that's obviously the Johto movie. They're focusing on Lugia. They focused on a lot of Gen 2 Pokemon in that. And I'm like, oh, let's have Ash throw out his, you know, Bayleaf or his Totodile, you know, something that'd be silly. Um, that's all I wanted. I just wanted like a little bit of fan service like that. Um, because we kind of got out of the night choose you as well with like Charizard. Like we got, we got a repeat of the Charizard story, um, which was really cool. And I, so I, I just hope they would do something like that. We'll see though. Um, this is our gen three, I guess, equivalent though. So maybe we'll get something cool or it could be Celebi because we're in a forest again. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I like not knowing. I like not knowing. I, not, I like not being like, yeah, the Volcanian movie's coming out now. Yeah. Um, and it's going to happen, and I guess McGeerna's in it. But this is, like, exciting, because, like, I'd be like, yeah, this movie looks like it's going to be maybe fun to watch. Yep. Uh, I don't think we said the title. Uh, it is called Pokemon the Movie no. Coco in uh, Japanese. So In Japanese. We'll see how that Pokemon translates. the Movie Coco. They're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They're going to make me cry <laughs> at the same guitar riff. I was... I was about to make the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's uh that's really that's a really interesting uh thing that's going on. I we're gonna we're gonna shift to Puckle News real quick. Just a reminder to everybody that you can go sign up for the UTC. It is Battle Stadium Singles this year. I did it right. Um and you guys can just come and sign up. You can use rental teams during it this year as well, which is very exciting. And it's just gonna be a really good time if you want to jump into Puckle tournaments and just get to know the community, hop on over to the Discord and do that. Uh, also, we're running the Puckle survey, so if you guys want to let us know how we're doing over here at the show and whether or not we're good or bad, or you want to tell Thatch why he's bad, you can go over there and do it. Uh, and on that note, we are going to switch gears, and before the topic, we're going to go to Puckle's Pokey Quiz to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. So let's cue. Wait, no, that's the wrong one. So let's go do that. Let's go quiz your co-hosts.
and welcome to another segment of Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host, Linian and Whimsicott, on their insane Pokemon knowledge. These two are going to be operating together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that all come from our fans over at the Discord server, so if you want to try to stump the co-host, you go on over to the Discord. These questions are then curated by, well, once upon a time, P. McKee, but now it will be, uh, now it will be curated by our good friend Ribby over in the Discord server. And you can uh, you can submit your trivia. Just go over to the Discord server. There's always an invite link, and you can do it. Each question is worth one point, except the one that's not. Uh, that one is uh, that one's worth two points because there's a bonus quest bonus point attached to it. it. These guys have a hint that they can use as a lifeline. If they don't use it and they get all the questions correct, they can cash in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are in a race against their fellow co-host to thirty points. Whoever gets there first gets I don't know a pat on the back. Prizing to be determined. <laughs> Rising to be determined. Uh, the an- the real answer is bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> because I think that's what everybody uses it for. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and get this started. But as always, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, the your one-stop shop for everything anime related. Not even anime, just just nerd related, I guess now. It's great. I love their store. They have everything that's awesome. You should go see them. They are amazing. On that note, though, we are going to go ahead and start these trivia questions. If you guys are ready. Yeah. I'm ready to finally be on top of the leaderboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a fresh one and there is no no uh, no overf- overflow because we had two winners last week. That's right. So this is from she on the Discord server. Excluding fossils, what are, what is the only evolutionary line to appear in multiple generations and not be catchable? I think it's type null. To appear in multiple generations. Because Type Null evolves into Sylvalli. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it isn't Type Null, Type Null is also an acceptable answer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And you get it as a gift both times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he did say evolutionary line, so Type Null and Sylvalli would count as one. Yep. Type Null, final answer. That is correct. It is Type Null and Sylvalli. Uh, so you guys are one for one right now. I know. Isn't it exciting? So this next one, this next one has, uh, this is a Pokemon Go history question. As part of the promotion for the 2017 Water Festival, what was the first Pokemon to be given a shiny release in Pokemon Go? (laughs) Magikarp. That is a two for two. Magikarp is correct. (laughs) That was quick. I'm I'm also teaching, I'm teaching the community. They need to step it up. You know, there's a sweet spot. All right, so you guys got the two general trivia questions. Our third question is, as always, a Pokedex entry, and you guys need to go ahead and tell me uh, what the Pokemon is from this entry. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this this one from our our new trivia uh, aggregator, Rivi. It's Pokemon Pearl entry reads. It sails on the winds with its limbs extended to strike from the sky. It aims for the prey's face. Who's that Pokemon? It goes for the face. It is. It aims for the praise face. <laughs> I feel like that has to be a dark type, just because it's so mean. With its limbs extended, uh, but it's not Emolga because that's a Gen Five Pokemon. It could be something like Glygar. Do you? Uh, um, can you think of any dark type that looks like a flying squirrel? Uh, no, I can't. I think maybe, maybe it's Glygar. Like what else? has limbs that it could just, like, face-hugger someone, just go full Ellen Ripley on them. I don't... I, I... 
I'm whatever Pokemon this is, I'm never using it again because this might be one of the most viscerally terrifying Dex entries I have ever read. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds like like it could be Gligar or, or Gliscor actually because Gligar has more um, you know wing like. Yeah, but Gliscor's whole thing is about like p- it, it's pincer on its tail because it was a stinger, but now it's a pincer. Mm. So it's all about like picking things up or the dexterity. I I would guess Gligar. I mean, maybe I can't. I just can't think of a dark type that's like a flying squid face hugger. God. Yeah, I can't. I can't really think of anything else. Yeah. You know, that has yeah. limbs and not wings and flies. Unless it's Drifloon, then I'm going to feel real dumb, but I think it's Gligar. No, 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 no. All of them all of them talk about children. I'm going to need an answer. Yeah, let's go with Gligar. I, I, okay, I, I would say Gligar is our best bet. Gligar is correct. Ooh. <laughs> it is Gligar. I, I, I'm blown away by that. I don't know that I would have guessed Gligar from that. I don't know that I would have. HR Gligar. <laughs> yeah it comes and it face hugs you (laughs) all right so so um this one is uh this next question is your bonus point question and it's also going to come from ribby because the other one uh they always give me two options and they probably shouldn't because then i get torn uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, d- you either get like a scientific name met- uh, question or you get a, a question about the games and I'm going to go with the games excluding your rivals. Which four characters can you lose against in a standard battle, but still progress in the story? You'll get a point for each two and I'll give you like three incorrect answers. Professor Sycamore. Um, okay. I, I think one of them is professor Sycamore. That is incorrect. Oh, and shoot. this is in every game. Every single Pokemon game. Yep. I can't think of any helpless boss fights. And th- does this include wild Pokemon or do they have to be trainers? Uh, these are trainers. But excluding your rival. Because I know that you can lose to the new Ego and it doesn't stop your thing in Aether Paradise. It's characters. Which four characters? When you say you can progress through the story, it means it doesn't make you repeat the battle if you lose. You don't have to repeat the battle. You don't have to repeat the battle, no. If you lose. I never lose. I'm sorry that sounds like bragging, but I never lose. I never lose. I mean it's it is a it is a Pokemon it is a Pokemon uh game. Uh you can use your hint. Oh, uh we should. So three of these characters were introduced in X and Y. One of them was introduced in Sun and Moon. And yeah, I don't know how else to say it. Uh two of them are a pair of people that were introduced in X and Y. Cena and Dexio? Oh, right. Because you can lose to them in the uh, in Gen Seven, and you can you can still go. Uh, that is correct. That is one point. Good. Cena and Dexia. That's right. That's right. I think that the other Gen Six one might. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I think if it. Mm, so what happens if you lose to Az at the very end of the story? That is correct. That's three. You have one more, and you got two wrong guesses. Okay, so... It's not Annabelle. The Gen 7 character? It's not Lusamine. No, no, it's not Lusamine. Annabelle was also introduced in Gen 3. Yeah, I forget. Because she's such a different character, you know, an adult as opposed to a child. Mm-hmm. Do you want a Jet? No, because I know it's not Kukui. You only fight him in the end. I will need an answer. Uh, so, Gen 7 character, uh, I want to say that... Do you ever battle Wick? No, you never battle Wick. Uh, how about Malane? I, I actually, 
the fight right before you go in to fight uh, the electric. Okay. Well, let's. We've got we've got wrong answers. Let's say Malane. Ah, uh, that that might be it. No, you have one more. We have one more wrong answer. Okay. So, um, my other thought is, yeah, you can lose to Nihiligo. You can lose to. Uh, wait. Does do you ever battle Samson Oak? No. How about that first battle against Guzma? Do you have to win? Oh, uh, what about the 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 Mashed Royal? Because you don't have to win that uh, battle royal. I don't know. Uh, let's let's go with the Masked Royal. That's right. That's right. I don't know if they considered that when they wrote the answer down. I don't. Do you have to win that? You don't have to win that. I guess he can win, right? I'll give I'll give it to you because the answer is actually Lusamine before she goes into the Ultra Wormhole. But I'll give you that one for the extra point anyway. Okay. Cool. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you two points for that. So you guys are five for four. And as always, your last question is a base stat question. And it's going to be from P. McGee, his last question ever submitted to trivia. What poison type Pokemon has the lowest base speed stat? The only poison ultra beast that uh, doesn't have a low speed stat. Th- this, I think, is fairly obvious, um, but I could be wrong. I know. I just can't think of things. It's got to be a baby, a baby of something very slow. So it might be something like, uh, I don't know. Oh, maybe like something like Kakuna or something. No, because those I think are like at least twenty-five. What's what? What is Muck's speed? Oh, not Muck. Grimer, baby Grimer, Grimer's speed. No, 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 no. What was that, Wims? I didn't quite catch it. No, I was I was just talking to myself like poison type that barely moves because I don't think Marini is that slow. Barely moves, barely moves. It's a mushroom. It's Fungus because a Moongus only has like 30. Yeah, why not? Let's think about it for another 10 seconds, but that sounds pretty good. Because I remember looking at a Moongus's stats because I was trying to look up uh, an old chalk team. It's like, oh, speed of like 30. I can't imagine it loses speed when it evolves from another stationary mushroom. I don't, I don't suppose you've ever used a Trick Room team in Little Cup. No, I can safely say that I have not used a Trick Room team in Little Cup. <laughs> is Fungus your final answer? Sure. Fungus is correct. Yes! Oh, way to go, Linian! Also, you don't use it in Trick Room in Little Cup. You just use Fungus in Little Cup, okay? Fungus is good in Little Cup on its own. I mean, yeah, because it's Fungus. Because it's Fungus. Uh, it's got a base speed of 15. The next lowest is Grimer with 25. Where's Kakuna? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where Kakuna is. They didn't write that down on my sheet. Uh, <laughs> and so that is that gives you guys six points for today uh, and gives you a hefty lead of six points in the leader chart. Currently tied for first, we have Lydian and Whimsicott with six points and everybody else has yet to get on the board. Yep, that was easy. Uh, so it, check out next week to see who can climb up even higher. I'm actually out next week. I forgot about that. So we'll see how that goes. All right, I'll have to. I'll have to contact Ribby. Bug Ribby. Um, and on that note, we're gonna kick it on over to the topic after we give you this short break where I read an iTunes review. We would like to thank anybody who leaves us an iTunes review here at Puckle. So thank you to this week, 14 Mudkip 14, good stuff, five stars. It's great. The intro is nice. Keep on doing what you're doing. So thank you for that. If you want your iTunes review or review of the podcast in general right on the show, review us wherever you listen to us, whether it be CastBox or iTunes or anywhere. We really appreciate it. 
And I hope to hear from you guys in the future. It helps the show grow. So we're going to kick things on over to the topic. Today, our topic this week is going to be Sword and Shield Expansion Pass. What? What? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the thing that no one saw coming because they said this thing wasn't coming. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that's that's the truth of it. That's the truth. They said it in November. Okay, let's be clear. Not not no DLC. They said they weren't patching old mons in. Yeah, they weren't going to add new old Pokemon into the game. This was in November. November. Not even like this is something they said like initially after that after Dexit was announced. This is like November. They said we're not going to do that. Well, and then they they come out in July. June, and they go, yeah, that's happening. They said they weren't and patching them in. But there's a patch coming that has all the info. They said, the- they, no, 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 no. The, the actual the actual quote was, we have no plans to add in missing Pokemon through updates at this time. At this time? Yep. Yeah. They weren't going to do it in November. Yeah. They had plans. <laughs> you know how they... <laughs> They had plans, obviously, at that time because they're like, yeah, we've been working on this DLC and they've probably been working on this DLC since before, you know, Dexit was announced oh, yeah. in June. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely planned. It was definitely planned. And I, like, I understand this from a business model. Yeah. I feel so like so. So just generally, like just my feelings. So people people get my frame of mind when we talk about this. My feelings just generally are this is a net positive. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when Dexit was announced, they took a step back and I wanted them to go two steps forward this generation um, with a couple of things that we'll talk here, talk about here. And I feel like they took those two steps forward now, but still haven't like totally repaired for Dexit. I, I am far more optimistic than I was before. This this announcement like single handedly made me excited for Pokemon again. I, I was definitely like down in the dumps and I was like, man, is this going to be something that I can sustain and keep doing? And then this announcement fixed a lot of that for me it's not completely fixed until i absolutely know what the what the new trend is Mm -hmm. because um so a lot of people are just like oh they're gonna add the rest of them in and i i have a healthy skepticism of that just because so they're adding in 200 new pokemon with this update for those of you who don't know 200 returning there may be returning pokemon new pokemon new ones but at least they say 200 plus returning returning the, so so there's two problems I have with that. One, because they announced all of the legendaries are going to be included in this as well. And that's like 46 of those 200 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like 25% of them are legendaries like Lando because balance. We Ugh. got rid of We did the dex cut for balance. Ugh. And don't even mention so, that to me. Please, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> to be fair, he doesn't come until fall 2020. He's not in that Who update. Who cares? I don't want him in any game ever again. <laughs> but... This brings the total number of Pokemon and that will be available in Sword and Shield through free updates, by the way. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon are coming in free updates. The ability to catch those Pokemon in Sword and Shield are what you pay for. Yeah. But you can still transfer them in or trade with somebody who does have them. Mm-hmm. That should be noted. And I want that made very clear because there's a lot of people who don't understand that and think that Pokemon hid the Pokemon behind a paywall, which they did not. They did not. Nope. They did not hide those Pokemon behind a paywall. And they just instead went ahead and made what I think is probably the best thing to happen in Pokemon in a while as something that you pay for. But uh, I, I wanted to make that clear. It's not paid for. But they they do bring the number up to like just over. It's going to be just over 600 because I'm not sure if they're including the 35 that are in the game code in that 200 plus number. Well, we know for a fact that a lot of those are. 
Some of those are. I, I don't know if they if they are counting that or not. It depends on what happens when home comes out. If they still let us transfer in like Bulbasaur and stuff very easily. Yeah. So I think I think they're definitely included because when they talk about the Pokemon available in Sword and Shield, they never acknowledge the Pokemon that are in the code. They do. They do never acknowledge that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder what happens when home comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we could put we could put Incineroar in like once home comes out in February, mm-hmm. and. Or theoretically, we can unless there's some kind of like artificial barrier. Yeah, there might be, and who knows? And and so I, I'm very interested to see how that that gets handled and how that plays out. I, I mean, but regardless, uh, they do bring the number up to just over 600 Pokemon. And the fear that I still have instilled in me because this is this this for me is just like culling the second culling of Pokemon at this point until they make an announcement like, hey, here's two more DLC packs that have the rest of the Pokemon in them. Mm-hmm. Is that six? Just over six hundred is what you would expect if you follow the trend of third version games for this game to contain. So, so my thought would be, oh, we're only getting these two DLC packs. Then twenty twenty one, we get something new. I think we will get something new, but that may include another patch for Sword and Shield because we're in uncharted territory with the patches here. Yeah, no, no, no. We're 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 in that. That's I mean, that's what worries me is that we're in uncharted territory in general. Right. Like that makes me health. Like I have a healthy optimism because they've shown us that they have a route to add these, the rest of these Pokemon in. And I really like that. I'm much more hopeful that we can get more Pokemon into the game and then hopefully all of the Pokemon eventually. Like that's what I'm hoping. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. If this is the way we have to go each generation, like, Hey, we're only going to put in 400 and then later we're going to release the rest. Yeah. Because sword and shield has the opportunity to do something that no Pokemon game has really done since like gen one. And that's to have a set of games where you're capable of literally catching every Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with this model, Sword and Shield is lined up to be the game to do that. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to take that step because I could only imagine how amazing it would be if that's the new model for Pokemon. Like, hey, we're going to have one game per generation and we're just going to keep giving it like these crazy, awesome quality of life updates. Yeah, I mean, it keeps us like a steady stream of money coming in, and it also gives them the time to actually work on the actual next game. Yes. So yes. that's ideal for everyone, I think. I do agree with some of the criticism with like Sword and Shield being like empty, quote unquote. But at the same time, I've always been on the boat that I will pay for the extra Pokemon if I need to. <laughs> I've always been on that boat. You don't even really pay I've for always, the extra Pokemon. No, I'm not really paying point. for it. No, I'm paying. I'm paying for something that's even better, and something that I've been wanting for a while. And Linny and I literally had this conversation, I think, on an episode a few months ago when we said we wanted like make mythicals great yeah. again. Yeah. And I think this is do- this does it um, because there's not just these aren't just Pokemon packs. Like um, they, they, these have whole other things, and I think we might want to start getting into that because there's a yes, whole absolutely. lot of cool stuff to dig in with these. Yes. No, I, I just wanted I just wanted to get the, like my negativity out of the way and then talk about all the awesome stuff. There's so much cool stuff <laughs> because because they they're doing they're doing a lot of really awesome things. So we have two we have two content packs coming in this expansion. I'm hoping that there's like an expansion pass two that gets announced like either later twenty late 2020 or early 2021. But I really am excited for this because they're announcing like, hey. The Isle of Armor, which comes out in June, which is crazy soon, yeah. by the way, which is awesome to to get something like that. And I love that they're making Pokemon a living game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This feels so much like other franchises where you get DLC for like two, three years that like keep the game alive until the next game comes out. Mm-hmm. 
this is what I'm hoping the model is for Pokemon, and we we haven't quite seen it yet. But I think these are going to be these are going to knock it out Good of the park. Also, the, this DLC to cumulatively for one version, by the way, um, you can get both uh, the Isle of Armor and the uh, the Crown Tundra, which are the name of the two DLC packs for thirty dollars. Um, I found out that is less than Diddy Kong in Mario Kart World Tour. Yes. Wow. So that's fun. But I digress. Isle of Armor comes out in June. It has probably the stuff that I'm most excited about. It's like, I'm going to say 90% good, 10%. I see what you did there, and I think you realized you messed up. Uh, because, like, one, we're getting Apricorn Balls, which is super hype. Yes. If they want to do it right, what they do for me is they go ahead and they add, like, a new color of Apricorn. Oh, and man. Wouldn't that be sweet? That'd like, be you get wild. a different color of Apricorn. Yeah. Like, here's the purple Apricorn. What do you do with the purple it Apricorn? Makes beast balls. <laughs> I don't want it to be that lame. I want it to be like, here's a new Pokeball type. Yes, yeah, so right? Yeah, that would be great. Give us more green ones, please. More green there's, balls. There's an episode from, like, two or three years ago where Bo and I, like, came up with this really cool, like, Pokeball crafting thing. It's kind of like Apricorns, but it'd be really cool to be yeah. able to craft Pokeballs to an extent. But I'm okay with having Apricorns back because the way to get more Apricorn balls right now is really frustrating. Just ask Shamu. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, you can you can go and uh, get more, but it's very fr- it's a very frustrating process. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with light flame orbs and toxic orbs, uh, which is really sad. Yep, you can can confirm. They're they're also adding in like new move turners, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's exclusively for new moves though, which is a little no, sad. No, we don't know. They just said they, we don't know. It okay, new to let me take a look at the press release. That could mean new to Gen Eight. That could. I would. I would also be general. okay if I would also be okay since we're adding Pokemon back in. Right, we're adding Pokemon back in. We also had like the move calling that happened. Granted, I'd say like ninety five percent of the moves that were removed were were like okay to remove. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if in these expansions, if they're adding moves in, they could add in some of the old moves back. Like Pursuit, Pursuit would be really interesting to bring back. Um, hidden power. I'm kind of okay with it being gone. The only reason I'd want it back is if they ever want to bring unknown back. I want to know the plan. <laughs> just give it a new. Yeah. Name. I, I I think they should. I think they should honestly just give it like secret power. Or yeah. Something. something. Sigma yeah. Sigma suggested that. I think that's a really good idea. But if you, uh, unknown ever is to come back, something has to happen. Yeah, something has to happen, and I want to know what that is. But it. I mean, Isle of Armor ha- comes with like a bunch of crazy new things, and it, it, it's nuts. Um, uh, you get new clothing. It also comes with the experience charm, just in case you're just like, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting experience with experience share on. Uh, they're just like, here, have more experience with your experience. <laughs> Something that I missed in the initial thing, but it's on um, uh, Cerebi's page, and it was in the press releases. So in the Isle of Armor, there's a story mode where there's a dojo, but yes. it contains restricted sparring matches, which are specific battles that restrict the Pokemon you can use and implement new conditions. Mm-hmm. Yes, which sounds a little battle uh, frontier esque, frontierish. So we'll see how that goes. I would hope that that would turn into something where we can actually customize rules again. That'd be nice because, like, we barely have that ability. But I would love to be able to customize rules in like my PvP battle. I just want the timer back. Let me play you <laughs> in the cart, please. I agree with that one hundred percent. Maybe that maybe that let us do it. I don't know. Both of these expansion packs also come with uh, new Pokemon. Not just, not just. We we talked in general about new Pokemon, but these are what I would call the quote unquote mythical Pokemon mm-hmm. of Generation Eight. I, I'm going to put mythical as in quote because 
Game Freak and Nintendo or the Pokemon company aren't calling them mythicals. And that's because you can purchase these and these exist forever. Mm-hmm. Unlike previous mythicals where it's like, I need to go to GameStop this month Mm-mm. and get a code. And Linny and I literally were on this episode, though, not that long ago. We did the mythical episode not that long yeah. ago. And we we're talking about how we want mythicals to be to be better. And then we want them to flesh them out. And this is 100% what we want. Yes. Uh, because uh, we get Kubfu, this new Pokemon at the Isle of Armor. He gets a story. You like go through training with him, and then he can evolve into his new version, Urifu? Urshifu. 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 That makes more sense now that I... No, Urshifu. As in Ursa. Urshifu. bear. A bear. As in, yeah, Urshifu. And he has two different forms that he can evolve into depending on how you train him. It's not version exclusive. It's how you train him. Mm-hmm. He can either become a fighting dark type or a fighting water type. Which is very, very, very cool. I'm into it. He has a Gigantamax form of his own that's going to be happening. Speaking of things you can make Gigantamax, you'll be able to take your starter, your Rillaboom, Cinderacer, and Teleon, and you can make that a Gigantamax. They have forms. It's cool. I think the coolest ones are Rillaboom and then followed by Inteleon and then Cinderace. Because I feel like Cinderace's ears get... Cinderace's goofy little fireball man. (laughs) Yeah, but... But I think I think that actually expands to all Pokemon in general, because if you read the press release... We don't necessarily have that confirmed, but yes, it's possible. Uh, it's not necessarily confirmed, but the language that they use says the reason they were discovered is because people were experimenting with trying to make normal Pokemon Gigantamax Pokemon, and then they were discovered that way. Yeah. So, oh. um, because it says it seems it seems that the Isle of Armor expansion will allow you to help some of the Pokemon traveling with you to gain the ability to G- Gigantamax. This has led to the discovery of Gigantamax forms for Rillaboom, Cinderace, and Inteleon. Oh, I missed that part of the press release. That's what the that's that's what the press release states. So I I think they're making Gigantamax the way Gigantamax should have been because I, that was the that was the number one complaint that I got from a lot of like my I don't want to say casual but like my my slightly more than casual friends because they were like I remember being asked several times they're like where do I get the item or how do I turn the my yeah yeah my whatever Pokemon into the Gigantamax form. And it's like, well, you can't. And they're like, that's stupid. And I think most people agree with that. Like, that is stupid. Also, I, I think that's absolutely stupid. Gigantamax, Venusaur, and Blastoise, Justice has been done. Uh, yes, Justice has been done. Thank God. <laughs> I, I am I am so happy for it. Um, the only thing that I dislike about that is that the Megas had to die. Uh, I do want to take a quick aside for the Megas because... The Pokemon company just has this really weird relationship with it. And we didn't mention this during the news. But, but they're in Mystery Dungeon. They're in Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they remade Mystery Dungeon and Megas are in it. Uh-huh. And it, it's just like, what? What? What are you? D- you're like trying to tell me these things don't exist anymore. And then you do that. Maybe it was supposed to come out in Gen 8. Who kn- uh, Gen 7. I don't know. <laughs> eh, I don't think so. I don't either. But just... So, so just as an aside, while we're going through this DLC and talking about all the awesomeness that's in it, I really hope that if we do get a second pack of DLC, they could like do like a mega island. You know what I mean? Like, hey, go around and collect collect the mega stones, and you're like competing with somebody else who's trying to do the same thing. You have some battles with some mega Pokemon that they have. Oh, it'd be man. pretty cool. And his name is Elaine. <laughs> yeah, you could make it Elaine. Honestly, you could you could make it Elaine and do it. It would be really cool. But it'd be a really good way to like bring Megas back into the fold because Megas, I feel, I don't think, I don't think Zemus were as a beloved mechanic as Megas, and yeah. I don't think Gigantamax, honestly, is as beloved as Megas either. Nah. Yeah. And 
I, I, I don't hear the same like hype for Gigantamax Charizard as I heard for Mega Charizard. I mean, it might just be that Gigantamax Charizard is not nearly as good as Mega Charizard competitively, but helps. I, I don't know. Like, I just remember like when the design was dropped for like Mega Charizard, people were like, that's awesome. Like that, and that was Mega Charizard. Why? Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's awesome. And like, I didn't hear any of that for Gigantamax Charizard. I mean, at this point, I think I think it's like Charizard number seven, like whatever. Yeah. Charizard number four, but it's fine. Uh, there was one other thing about the uh, DLCs that I, I did want to mention. We're probably going to get some new Galarian forums because we already got one. It was a free yeah. Uh, we got Galarian Slowpoke, and Galarian Slowbro is going to be in Isle of Armor, and Galarian Slow King is going to be in Crown Tundra. No idea what they look like. We've seen very carefully cropped pictures of both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they also they also state, so Galarian Slowpoke is only a uh, psychic type as well, which is really interesting mm-hmm. and odd. They got rid of his water typing, and... So there's like an item for each. So essentially there's like a touch evolution item that he's got to, he's got to have kind of like Apple. It's uh, like Apple, Applin. It's just like Applin. Mm-hmm. And he gets that. I, I do like that. They do say, confirm that there's going to be more Galarian forms in both. And it, I, I assume it's more than Slowbro and Slowking. Well, we know uh, three of them we can get to in Crown Tundra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. There, I mean, Crown Tundra is like, is like, here's Legendary City, which is really cool because like, it looks like we're getting Legendary... Like Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos are getting regional forms, which is really cool. Yes. They also have another mythical in or mythical in quotes, Calyrex, the king Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is just Celebi's typing, and it was it has a story as well that you can go into, which is awesome. I love this that there's stories to go into. I'm so excited about that. The setup for the I'm, I I miss it so much because like you can think of like the Dark Ride ticket, and this is like that plus more. Yeah. So. Uh, the Calyrex plot appears that um, someone, a mysterious person, uh, has requested the champion's aid to go and investigate the Crown Tundra. And I'm thinking, Ruins, who would require a champion's assistance? It's, it's Could it be Cynthia? There's Garchomp in this pack. Okay, so, so uh, they call it a certain person, but it's very clearly the dude whose concept art we see. They probably just yes. haven't got yes. his name yet. I agree with that. <laughs> but I can dream. I agree with that. <laughs> but then you're just going to be disappointed. I know. I also, I mean, I also like, because they, they definitely went, like, with themes for these as well. Like, if you look at the Pokemon that, like, are confirmed for each pack, like, the Isle of Armor is confirmed to have the Seedra line, or the Horsey line, uh, the Lycanroc line, the Zoroark line. Um, they're definitely, like, themed. Like, it's definitely, like, the Isle of Armor is definitely meant to be more kind of like a Lola. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the Crown Tundra has a lot more ice types in it. Poison steel is heavily and, and poison steel. So I mean that that all makes me feel very good that maybe more is coming. Yeah, yeah. That more is coming. So I I hope that's the case. I definitely hope that's the case. I mean, uh, uh, they, uh, we'll see. We'll have, see in the near future. They have kind of almost run out of places in the UK that you can make. Like remember when people were saying, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Ireland and Scotland are going to be a DLC," and we all mocked them. Well, these are Ireland and Scotland. Like, literally, the yeah, places not- they zoom in on yes. the map, <laughs> yes. considering that Galar is, like, Great Britain upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you, you, are, you are not wrong. <laughs> it literally goes wrong. to Ireland and Scotland. So, what what's left? I would love to see them, I would love to see them go further, though. I mean... Well, it- there are a lot of colonies that they had at some point. <laughs> Yeah, oh, gosh. You, you can literally go anywhere. Also, the Isle of Armor, literally the whole motif is like this Asian motif. 
Yes, uh, Asian Kung Fu, Asian Kung Fu Ireland. <laughs> yeah, Asian Kung Fu Ireland. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like you could add more I- islands as many as you want, and like, there's plenty. To, you, they they left like the boundaries open north I and mean, south. There's yeah. the Isle of Man, the Isle of Wight. Yeah, exactly. So like, we we have other places we can go. I mean, like like I said, I want to see more of this. I think this is done very well. And I would love to see it expanded on further because, like I said, they have potential to make this like like I, I could go back and look at my criticism before I knew all of this in 2019. And then I could say, no, I've 100 percent flipped my mind uh, because they came up with a way to give us every single Pokemon as a catchable species. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be a little sad if Glammeow doesn't survive the second calling. <laughs> <laughs> Poor okay? Glammeow. Still hasn't been catchable since Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could technically catch it in like Omega Ruby, I think. Yeah. I think it was it just was Omega like, Ruby. Like though. Mirage Island and Hidden Rock. There's a Mirage Island though. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Glavio. We need we need to talk about about how Calyrex looks amazing until you look at its face, which is way too serious <laughs> for the rest of its design. And also, like he's a bunny. Everyone calls it a different animal. What the heck? Um, it's a bunny. It's, it's a, He's got four ears. Are are they ears? Are they antlers? We don't know. Ooh, he could be a bunny deer. He looks like a jackalope. Yes, but um, or or um, yeah, that's whatever. But but why another mythical creature? Why does it Look. have triforces all over its design? Because it's going to be sitting at the edge of a large puzzle and give us one third of a health upgrade every time we get through a mission. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly what's going to... We're going to have to find three different Calyrexes and then we're going to combine them. Yep. And then each one will give us a new way to interact with the overworld until we get... They also... They also showed a new, uh, like, new Reggie design, which I thought was really cool for that. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, the, an electric one and probably a dragon one. Yeah. Mm. I don't like the dragon one. It doesn't look like a golem to me. No, it doesn't. And that, that bothers me. I thought it, I thought it was really interesting because, like, the way I would like to see it is, like, there's, like, anti-Reggie, it's like an anti-Reggie trio or something like that. And then there's, like, an anti-Regigigas it's, that goes along with it. It's mm. a villain who gives it a boost to its attack and speed for the first five turns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to point out, like, I thought, I thought, like, when they said the balance thing was happening for the dex cut and, like, neutralizing gas came out, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then it's just like, no, we're going to throw that all out the door. Mm-hmm. Regigigas and Slacking are Regigigas is here. I don't know if Slacking's coming. We don't I think know, that was confirmed yet. I, I think it'll be on the island, to be perfectly honest. We can, we can hope that maybe one day it comes out. Like, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm still holding out hope because of the way they word it in the official press release yeah. for, for how the Pokemon come out. That where you'd be able to fill the decks the rest of the way because I was I was thinking oh it's gonna be a flat two hundred right away and the answer is no it's gonna be a hundred at a time or a hundred plus at a time yeah and so that that language itself makes me go okay so maybe we're gonna get it we'll get like we'll have two more packs I think that'll expand us the rest of the way I think the thing you have to consider here is that like whatever they do in twenty twenty one which as you keep reminding us is the twenty fifth anniversary yeah. of the Pokemon franchise. Yes. They will have at that point like 600 and something models out of almost 900 done for the Switch yes, engine. Exactly. And yes. they need to sell us something. They need to yeah. sell us either DLCs I agree. or a game, but 
if they sell us anything and don't put all of the Pokemon in, people are going to riot so, again. So I yeah. think you could do both. I think you could do both. Why not? What you do is you, you do DLC for like the first half of the year, right? Because say say the second DLC pack comes out, so it's scheduled for fall 2020. Say it comes out in like October, mm-hmm. right? You can make an announcement in November that, hey, in February, we're going to have another DLC pack. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. March. Right? Yeah, March, March, but it's still earlier than June, like significantly earlier than June, like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say, hey, here, you can make it um, Pokemon. Here's, Day. A, here's a March. Yeah, here's a March and a July release. And you can make the Pokemon Day one like really reference Gen 1 or something like that, you know, or Megas, you know. And the next one doesn't even need a new area, too. It could just be a, hey, for on this day, there's a new patch that drops. And for everyone, those Pokemon appear in raids now and you'll yeah. be able to transfer them. That would be. It fine. could even be that, uh, but if they're trying to make money, you do another. You do more DL. You do two DLC packs, at, like for the first half of the year, mm-hmm. and then you drop. You drop your November game. You get. You finish the national decks in Sword and Shield, and then you come out with I don't care Sword and Shield Deluxe or something. Here's the deluxe pack with all the DLC for sixty bucks, mm-hmm. and and then everybody's happy for another year, and then we start the cycle all over again for Gen Nine mm-hmm. in 2022. Honestly, that would work for me. Yeah, I'd be I, I'm I'm perfectly I'm perfectly okay if they if they just finish the decks. If they finish the decks, I think they made Sword and Shield somehow turn out to be not the worst video worst Pokemon game for me personally. <laughs> I think initial Sword and Shield is still pretty weak in like the in like the long run mm-hmm. of Pokemon, but I think turning it for I can forgive a lot of that if it's like oh we're trying out this new model. Yeah, exactly. It's just that we got mad before because they weren't telling us that. They weren't transparent, and I think that's been a big problem with just the marketing in general. Mm-hmm. They weren't transparent with it at all, and I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I think that was really the biggest problem. Like the fact that they didn't tell us this, because honestly, if they would have told us this anyway, we would have gotten backlash from the other half, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People would have gone, "Oh, well, they're not gonna. They're they're trying to sell us the rest of the Pokemon and give us an unfinished game." And they would have faced a lot of backlash from that. And I think I think it was a healthier backlash, personally. <laughs> With the Dexit backlash than a DLC backlash. Yeah, mm. mostly. Yeah. I think it would have been a healthier backlash. I think this was a healthier backlash. I, I, I think, not for the community. I agree. <laughs> for them. But yeah. I, for, for for them, it was a healthier backlash. This is better optics. Um, it, it's better optics to be like, hey, we're giving you these back for free. Because there's no way they could have explained like free patches with DLC, yeah. except for the way they did it. The, yeah. Except for the way that it was They done. would have had essentially to reveal their entire plan for the next year yeah. too much in advance they just don't do that i wish they would have done that because yeah. that would have made sense to me like if they would have been like they i wish they would have done this earlier as well like if they could have done it like the week after launch they could have announced this or even announced or something it, like, like that the week before christmas yeah you know them they're stubborn yeah i mean you know that you know that time that we got that really weird announcement where they like dropped trailers for for cinderace rillaboom and inteleon like a week after launch the week after launch, that's where I think they could have done it very well. Mm. I think that this was actually pushed up a month, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think this was going to be initially launched on Pokemon Day this year, and they wanted to get ahead of it a little bit. I, I genuinely think this was a reshuffle. I wouldn't be surprised because this, I mean, this is just like, if we're, if we're going to the marketing side of things again, I think that from a marketing perspective, they definitely reshuffled something because this is definitely not this doesn't feel like what they were doing in 2019 because in 2019 they were very tight-lipped about everything they showed us very little and now it's like hey here's all the stuff and we're going to tell you more 
Yeah. Just wait for it. It's going to be exciting. And it's just like, wow, this is actually like, I am legitimately excited. Masuda, your hair looks nice. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Although, best and, hair right now goes to Mr. Tani. Uh, that's true. Mm. And... I'm like, you know what? I can't, I'm not mad. Like I, th- this is, this has literally flipped me from like, if we're, if we're going to percentages of like 50% is like in the middle of the road, being optimistic and pessimistic about Pokemon. I went from being like 25% to like 75%, mm. you know, it's completely flipped me. Like, and, and I, I am, I am very cautiously optimistic. Like I said, the only thing that bothers me is like, we're at 600, just like over 600 Pokemon, which is on trend for a third version game, which is what they heavily compared this DLC to. Yeah. And that's my only concern. <clears throat> my only concern is they're going to give Tapu Koko Bolt Beak. <laughs> it's not a concern. It just goes to Uber. It's fine. Just make it an Uber. I also I also find this very funny for the people who said it's impossible to add all of the Pokemon in. There's not enough room. <laughs> not enough room. Oh, There's goodness. not enough room on the Switch cart. That was an actual goodness. argument people were making. That was an actual argument people made. And I was just like, that's absurd. That's not true whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> It's not true whatsoever. Oh, and Do you know how big a switch cart is? Clearly larger yeah, than your brain. Yeah, they're giant. <laughs> they're giant. And so it was, uh, I mean, this was done very well. Mm-hmm. And I like that it was, I mean, unlike because like Breath of the, like if I think about most of the recent DLC for a lot of the Nintendo's big IPs, in terms of like, so Animal Crossing is like a special animal because that thing got like DLC out the wazoo mm-hmm. uh, for free. And it got like an expensive like, quality of life updates because it went from like 2013 to now that being said all of them were focused on hey you can give us money for amiibo to use all these features that was the animal (laughs) that is true that that was the animal crossing dlc in quotes it was free with the biggest air quotes i can make even like the breath of the wild dlc though was announced at launch yeah and so so this was this came delayed which makes me think this is part of their new thing like hey every year we're going to do dlc for a couple of years then we'll give you a new game and then I'll have new Pokemon in it. And then we're going to do this. We're going to do this dan- song and dance again, mm-hmm. you know, to give you the rest of them. And I'm OK with that. Like, if that's the model, I think that is um, that is semi exciting. It's better than waiting with bated breath to see if I ever get to see a Pokemon again. Yeah. It's also way better than having to buy an entire new game that actually turns out to be the game you just bought. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think this this like this fixes the problems we've had with Mythicals for the past um since honestly since Gen 4. Because Gen 4 at least like gave us some story to go along with it and this is like that on steroids. Yeah. And I I'm very excited with that. It fixes that and I I I mean this is overall I think a positive. This is overall a positive. Mm-hmm. It gives the Pokémon franchise a new breath of light. It gives at least me, who is a doubter, like cautious optimism mm. in everything that's happening. And uh, I'm back on the train. Choo choo. Choo choo. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, no, like I like I was sad when Sword and Shield came out. Like I was I was very sad. This this makes me go. Yeah, I want to play Isle of Armor. I want to play Crown Tundra mm-hmm. and then give me give me two more, you know, because <laughs> uh, Sword and Shield were your were your blue and red packs. And then your Isle of Armor and your Crown Tundra are your yellow and green packs. Give me give me my purple and orange packs, guys. <laughs> I do it I because I think this is a fantastic idea also I'm, I think that there's going to be more because if mythicals usually come in threes mm. except for that one time in gen four <laughs> um, but mythicals usually come in threes so I, I think I'm going to reserve a lot of my I'm excited I think that's great 
I think I'm going to reserve a lot of my is this a good thing, a good model, until I see the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor. Basically, what are they beyond Pokemon packs? Because if it's a 10-minute story and a mythical, yes, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, I, think, I think that might be what we see out of... The only thing that gives me hope is because, like they said, oh, these are essentially just wild areas, right? Yeah. But if you look at like a lot of the a lot of the gameplay we got to see for the Isle of Armor, there's like buildings off in the distance and stuff like yeah. that. And and so that does give me hope that there's something else going on. Yeah, I like I said, it depends on how long it feels. I fully expect the Isle of Armor to have a worse story though than the Crown Tundra. I don't know because they're so self-contained. Yeah, that I, I think they're actually kinds of a, kind of apples and oranges. I think Crown Tundra might be flatter, like it's just hey, go go and explore, mm. find me a way in the temple. Where Isle of Armor seems to be an actual constructed narrative, so we'll see because they can build that poorly. Maybe so we'll maybe we'll see. I I don't expect these to be like knockouts. I do. I and for me, honestly, that's not what I need. Like. Yeah. Um, my bar, my bar for like the stories pertaining to Kubfu and um, and Calrus are literally or Calrex, whatever it is. I don't, I'm not going to remember for like until they come out. Fair, but my expectations, like my bar, is Gen Four, Gen Four Mythical, right? Like that's my bar. Fair. And like if you exceed that, that's cool. If you give me something to explore that's got something more in it, maybe give me a like because there is a new co-op mode coming in Crown Tundra as well. Yeah, legendary raids. Which is like legendary raids, which is really a cool idea because you get to like go explore the den. And I'm hoping that there's like puzzles and stuff that we have to solve kind of like in like a Triforce Heroes kind of way a little bit, but uh, hopefully not bad. Uh, That's kind of what I'm hoping for, something like that. I personally think it's just going to be like the dens mixed with, you know, the wormholes from Gen 7. Uh... You're probably not entirely wrong. I think legendary raids are just going to be dip more difficult raids. I really don't think there's going to be any exploration in them. I'm okay with that too yeah. because I think that's something that raids need. Like we need essentially like a six star raid. I I would not. You be know, yeah, we we essentially need what that is. And they say it's a new co op mode though, so they, they they're claiming it's new. So it, it's not just like it's not just vanilla raids. Like they're but they're claiming like if you if you look at the press release, like yeah, no, I maybe it's like a raid into a like you do two raids in a row. Yeah, and they, and they talk about, like, what's included, and they talk what's included, they say, like, hey, this is a new co-op mode. I, I think that's interesting in and of itself. I don't know. We'll see more in the future. Yeah. I, I'm hoping this is, bodes well for, like, the future of Sword and Shield. Like, I hope we get more. Yes. I want more. But, like, this honestly feels like a response to, like, our past year of podcasts. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like they listened to our podcast for the past year, and we're just like, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and... It's honestly what it feels like. I, I don't know if it was reactionary or not. I, I don't want to feel like it's reactionary just because I want to trust that they had a plan all along. <laughs> I honestly don't think they've had the time for this to be reactionary. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. This is not six months of work. I just, I just, I wish they would have been more transparent. Like, yes. more transparent. Because the response, because like the response that we got in June from Masuda where he said, if a Pokemon doesn't show up in Sword and Shield, doesn't mean it won't show up in future games. This doesn't seem like a response to that. Like, this doesn't seem like that type of response. It says, I don't know. I don't know if they were just being cryptic or like TPCI was like, you can't say anything. Mm, who knows? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is very this is very out of left field. I'm very excited for it. And we'll have to see where it takes us. And on that note, though, we will take a short break. You'll hear about some ramen. 
And we'll kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 800-something, because it's a Gen 8 Pokemon. I forgot to open it. Uh, let me find it. We're going to do it. We're going to give you We're gonna give you information. It is It is Pokedex number 841, Flapple, the Applewing Pokemon. And I will read the Pokedex entry because we forgot to prep this part. Um, I had one. Uh, do you? Roll, read it. Have fun with it. Its Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry states it ate a sour apple, and that induced its evolution. In its cheeks, it stores an acid capable of causing chemical burns. I don't know. I don't know what other type of burns an acid would cause unless it's hot, but yeah. whatever. Uh, it is a grass dragon type, so it took Sceptile's, uh, Sceptile's mantle and none of its stats. Um, so it's got a base 70 HP. Base 110 attack, which isn't terrible. That's not terrible. Uh, base 80 defense, base 95 special attack, base 60 special defense, which is meh. Um, and a base speed of 70, which is also kind of meh, unless you run, uh, you run, uh, hustle, which is its hidden ability. Hustle doesn't boost speed, it boosts damage. Uh, it doesn't do anything with speed, it just boosts damage. Yep. Uh, yep. and it, it increases the user's attack by 50% and it kills the accuracy by 20. But it's you're running base one ten, ten attack already, so that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. This team that we have with it though, that we found from Mint, who uh, put this on Pokegames uh, stream or YouTube, he he sent it to Pokegame. We found it. We thought it was pretty cool. We don't have full spreads for you guys this week because this is literally based on a rental team. We'll put the picture up for you guys in the in the Pokemon thing on the Discord so you guys can see it. Um, but this is a this is a fairly straightforward Battle Spot singles team. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to run, and you guys can use it now. Um, you can even use it in the UTC if you want. Um, so the I first might. for the so for the first member of the team, it's a Cursa or a Corsola. I almost called it a Corsola. Small difference. Uh, Corsola because it's better than Cur- yeah, it's better than Cors- Cursola. Uh, you're running Eviolite, Curse Body, and Stealth Rock, Nightshade, Strength Zap, Willow Wisp. That is Corsola to a T. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You run. That's all you need to run because Corsola will probably live forever. Unless you're running something with knockoff, which is actually really hard to get right now in Sword and Shield. Obstagoon. <laughs> Getting knockoff is, yeah, it's like Obstagoon, and I think I think Rillaboom gets yep. it. 
Um, and I maybe sneeze a line. I think that's like it. Uh, not a lot of knockoff. Not a lot of knockoff happening. Grim Snarl is also on this team, but not this typical Grim Snarl, which sets up screens. This one is uh, a little bit bulkier and is meant to just kind of set up and do some work. This is uh, this is Grim Snarl holding leftovers with Spirit Break, Bulk Up, Substitute, and Darkest Lariat. So you can set up those subs, set up Bulk Up so that you don't die against a physical attacker. And uh, you can use Spirit Break and Darkest Lariat at your whim. And you hit, I think, almost everything neutrally with that. Yep. So mm, that's really yeah. nice. That, Hard to think of something you don't. Yeah, I don't think you do. And I, I, I so that's that's Grim Snarl though. I mean, that's really nice. I'm into it. All right. And mm-hmm. the man, the myth, the legend of the hour, it is Flapple. Flapple is uh probably running an offensive set <laughs> uh, offensive uh spread rather. It is. It is. It is cuz it's choice yep, banded. Cuz it's it's got a band. <laughs> uh it's running with Grav, Apple, Outrage, Sucker Punch and Wing Attack. Wing Attack is, of course, there to Dynamax, so you can get um your your flying up. So uh, yep, your airstream speed yeah. boost. That's that's the word you're looking for. Speed yeah, you boost. get your, uh, your speed boost. <laughs> G Max airstream. Uh, get that up there and tear things apart. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the other other major member of the uh, the offensive core here is a thick fat life orb mammoth swine running with earthquake icicle spear. If you think they have a Sash, um, Icicle Crash, if you just want to hurt, and Ice Shard, if you want to, you know, be faster than a Mammoth Swine. That is helpful. Yeah, it yep. is. That's not a joke. That's just then, a fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then rounding up the team, you have, since, you know, fairies, especially Togekis, kind of give Flapple a bit of trouble, you have Choice Scarf Duraludon. It's running yes. Steel Beam, because you really want to obliterate those fairies. And then, very classic, Dracometeor, Thunder, and Solar Beam. And the reason you have Solar Beam is that the last Pokemon on the team is Rotom Heat. And Rotom Heat is not only a great pivot, it's holding a Citrus Berry, it's got Volt Switch, Discharge, Overheat, and Will-O-Wisp. It is also a candidate for Dynamax, and if it sets the sun for you, you can use Solar Beam. Um, Solar Beam doesn't set the sun for you. Oh wait! Oh, uh, never mind. Rotom. We're on yeah. Rotom. I'm a. I'm. I'm a. Yep. I'm bad. We <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> so, as I was saying, Rotom has Will O' Wisp to take down those physical attacks even further in case Corsola was a bad matchup, or you really, really needed that pivot because getting Flapple in without it getting too hurt is pretty important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Same with a Duraludon that has Steel Beam. I mean, if if it gets hurt too much, it won't be able to use it. So and I'm gonna reiterate. So like, I I, I kind of liked being forced into Battle Stadium singles this gen. I'm not gonna lie because it, like the team building is different. Uh, because you can you can kind of do this thing where you build like two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's kind of what's happened here. Like you obviously have like bulky Cursula and bulky Grimmsnarl. Like for when you're just like, yeah, I want to stall. And then you've got these other guys that support Flapple really really well. Um, and it, it's uh it's very exciting. I mean, I I just love I love that team building dynamic of battle spot or battle stadium i'm gonna mess it up uh battle stadium (laughs) singles and i I just love that so i mean it's been a blessing in disguise kind of i do miss ou (laughs) on card i miss it it so much (laughs) i want it back i want it back nintendo you're gonna have some free updates right (laughs) (laughs) honestly someone like someone start me a Twitter campaign because I yeah. don't want to have to do it myself. But be polite about Careful it. Careful what please. you wish for it. It'll be like, oh, if you want it more than twenty minutes, the time limit is seven years. 
I'm kind of okay as with that. As long as you're not playing Seth Vilo, whatever. Seth Vilo or Rotted. <laughs> He's mm. timer stalling me. When did your match start? 2020? Yep. <laughs> yep. Still going on. Gen 12 is about to come the out. You want to longest... join? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing. Like, stall's not super prevalent in this one either. Yes, it's wonderful. Which makes me super happy. It's wonderful. I yeah. love it. It also feels like playing Splatoon, but Pokemon. Because, <laughs> like, you play Splatoon, you're like, yeah, I got a four minute, I've got a three minute match happening right now. And then you're just like, yep, now it's over. <laughs> Next match. Here we go. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I like Splatoon because of that. And I kind of like Battle Spadium singles for that as well. It's also just fun because it's on the Switch. Anything on the Switch feels better than the 3DS. I'm not going to lie. So uh, on that note, though, if you want to uh, use this team, we'll put it up for you guys to use. Um, sorry that this was so short this week. We wanted to make sh- we had to compensate with the topic being so long. So uh, we're going to go ahead, though, and we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. So we're going to we're going to read some of your hot takes on NPCs. So let's kick it on over. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And Vite Ramen. Uh, <laughs> the real ramen that gives you that gives you energy. That gives you vitamins. Gives you vitamins. 25% of your daily nutrients. And not hooves. Not hooves. 20 grams of it protein. Totally doesn't it's great. Give you yeah. I found out I was making it wrong. <laughs> um, and it, it tastes way better when you make it right. <laughs> By the way. You don't say. Yeah, right? Who would have thought? You follow the instructions and it tastes better. On that note, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the mailbag segment, the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a writing prompt for you. We obviously didn't know there was going to be a Pokemon Direct this week until Tuesday. So last week's episode did not ask you about that. Um, we did ask you about Pokemon NPCs and your favorite ones and which ones you thought were great. Um, so we're going to go ahead and read those. And uh, yeah, so let's jump right on into that. So our first email is going to be for N Harmonia from the from our Discord server. And guess who called this one? Oh, wait, did you call it or did I want to do it? Yeah, she did. Oh, I, I don't remember <laughs> anything that happened. Go for it, Whimsicott. Okay. Hello, Dash, Fluffy, Swimsicott, and Lenian. And Harmonia is writing for the second time in a row. Surprise! Uh, I know. Dash said I'd probably do it. Well, he was right. The subject of Pokemon NPCs is very dear to my heart for several reasons. I truly believe that good NPCs are what make a Pokemon game go from good to great. A great example is Pokemon X and Y. The games were the first to release on the 3DS and the graphics were stunning, the new features were fun, and the game itself was pretty good. But the NPCs were some of the most boring I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm not even talking about poor Ramus, whose name is permanently etched into my brain thanks to you guys poking fun at him. At this point, he's the only character in the game that I know off the top of my head, other than Diantha and Lysander. So, I've been non-ironically thinking that I should do a Ramos cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you put the things on your face? I think it would be kind of funny. And then, and then every, and then everybody else can ask, who, who are you? And, and then I go, exactly. And then oh, I go wow. back to trimming my hedges with my giant oversized scissors. Amazing. Oh, wow. Okay, so. 
I am talking about the boring assortment of one-dimensional friends the game forced upon you. So true. The rage I felt every time I had to battle Trevor or the other kid whose name I forgot, hey, poor Tierno, uh, was comparable to the ra- to the time I rage quit Emerald after wasting all my Pokeballs on hunting Abra. <laughs> Those kids were the original house and no one can tell me otherwise. That's unfair to Hal. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and now onto my favorite NPC in the franchise and the reason Whimsicott called this email. Do I even have to name him? Obviously, it's Youngster Joy. No kidding. Anarmonia is a very important character to me and I really like him. When I first played Black and White, I felt like I actually fr- I actually got to know him throughout the game. And when he told me I actually kind of liked you a little at the end, that actually hurt me. I have admitted before that I wrote cringy fanfiction about him and Hilda, who was totally not a self-insert me. Um, I, I get that. I get that. And even though those fics are long gone, my love for my green-haired boy is not. He was my true rival in the game and also my favorite in all of the games to this day. Amen. I may hate his last name, seriously, Gropius. Yeah, that's that's Japanese people for you. They just they don't yeah. think these things through. Anyway. But his story is the most compelling one that any Pokemon NPC has ever had. I got actual shivers when I was exploring his room in both Black and White and Black to White 2. And the satisfaction I felt after beating Getsis was so much more enhanced, because I felt like I was actually defending Anne after his awful dad called him worthless in front of me. I loved Han so much that when I was joining the Puckle community, his name was the only option in my head. Anyway, I've definitely gone on for a while. Time for me to sign off. Catch you in the flip-flop and Harmonia. So, like, Gen 5, totally, like, it was like the natural progression of, like, the story evolution in Pokemon. I, I think mm-hmm. I think the Pokemon concept wasn't the natural evolution of Pokemon at that time. And yeah. that's really what killed it. But, like, the story evolution was, like, perfect because, like, Pokemon at that time was doing a very good job of, in my opinion, growing up with its fans. Yeah. At that point. And I thought that was just like, like black and white were just like, yeah, that's a pretty serious story. Because like ends like I was kidnapped and forced to talk to Pokemon for this man's plot. And like, that's, that's as serious and as dark as Pokemon gets, you know? Mm-mm. And that was, uh, that was very, very interesting to me. It's also the only plot in a Pokemon game that has a chance to make you think about what you're doing. Right, yeah. so much. They, they try pulling it in Gen 7 in a single throwaway line that is never addressed again. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, they, I think after that, like, Pokemon, for the lack of a better word, kind of became formulaic. Like, it, it felt very formulaic in, in Gen 6, and it felt very formulaic in Gen 7, kind of, sort of. It felt like they were aware of a formula in Gen 7, and yes. all of the steps away from it felt very like hey we're doing something that's not a gym yeah it was very tongue-in-cheek yeah exactly it, it, it felt it, like what they did with gen 5 i thought was done very well um mm-hmm. I, I thought it was done very well and i i i even mentioned i think some of the concepts in, in sword and shield are even or even a step forward like the gyms were definitely like the way they handled the gyms was done very well one of the best things about the game in my opinion hands down i, I think the way they handled the lore there is just fantastic uh, so we've got another one. This one's going to be, I, they don't even know what they, they didn't tell me what to call them. Uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Cool. Hi, Puckle fam. So first huge shout out to you all at the Discord. I've been having issues getting into raids and completing my decks until I signed up for Discord specifically to join the Puckle server. I'm overwhelmed how nice and helpful everyone has been every time I'm in the chat. 
and I wasn't expecting so many others willing to help me out without even knowing me, and now I'm less than 20 Pokemon away from completing my decks and getting into more raids than ever. It'll be my first complete decks ever, and I've played every version except X and Y. That aside, before Sword and Shield, I would have said my favorite NPC was your original rival from Red and Blue. Something about his smugness made it so much more satisfying at that age to destroy him. <laughs> I was six when I got Red Version. But now, it's definitely Ball Guy. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> He's also got a pretty awesome League card. <sighs> Bead fills the snarky... I thought it was going to be Bead. <laughs> nope. Bead fills the snarky NPC spot nicely, and I love his fleshed out backstory. Still laughing at the simple beam insult. Uh, Bead was, like, probably the most fleshed out out of all of them. Well, no, I think Hop Hop and Bead were very fleshed out. I feel like Marnie was left in the dust a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I hope he ha- he's a new favorite. I, I do feel bad for Bead because I feel like he was essentially kidnapped, though, um, near the end. But uh, I hope uh, I hope he's a new favorite to all new players who might just be getting started with the series. Sorry for the long email. Hope to hear your thoughts on Ball Guy <laughs> and when... When I play the next episode of my drive to work, Ball Guy is an interesting character, and there's going to be far too many cosplays of him at conventions. <laughs> They've already started. You know, if, if I have to choose between Ball Guy and Deadpool, I'll take Ball Guy. Ball Guy. Honestly, Ball Guy's the Deadpool of Pokemon now. Okay, he's uh, he's very aware. <laughs> They're not going to try to out taco each other, which uh, the freaking Deadpool's would just get weird. We're fine. The way you the way you really win the ball guy thing is you hand out you hand out like pokeballs to people randomly like at a convention, but you also hand out your league card. <laughs> like that's what you the have fanon to do. One, not the cannon one. <laughs> the fanon one, just ball guy with in nude like flexing. There we go. That's what we yes, need. with very strategic light bars. Yes, <laughs> yes that's what we need. <laughs> this is this is what we need. This is what the Pokemon needs now. Not what it deserves. This is just what it needs. <laughs> I can't wait for the ball guy episode of the anime. <laughs> I hope that happens. Dude, do you think, oh my gosh. Okay, so Apricorn balls look, are coming back in the DLC. Um, I doubt it's Kurt that's making the Apricorn balls. Is what if? Ball what if it's is ball, ball guy? guy? <laughs> oh, what if ball yes. guy has taken up the ancient art of Apricorn Pokeball making from... From hey, uh, hey, from didn't, from Kurt. Didn't Kurt have like a grandson or something? Oh, it is Ball Guy! Oh my gosh, yes! It's ball guy. <laughs> you just come mystery. in. <laughs> you come in. No, Ball Guy is like he like introduces you to like this old man who's got like a great ball helmet, and he's like, "Yes, give me a blue apricot. I'll make it a lure ball." And everyone just goes, "This is the way," and you feel really strange. <laughs> this is the way. You're not allowed to take the pokeball hat off in front of other people. <laughs> This is what I have I'm saying I have is it, that ball guy is a Mandalorian yes, and this is my yes. head <laughs> I like to imagine I want to imagine that ball guy does it and then like he has his own pokeballs like we were hoping like they make new pokeballs out of it and it's like ball guy ball guy hands you the ball guy ball <laughs> and it's a pokeball it's with, it's a, a, pokeball with it. a face <laughs> on it yeah that's all it is <laughs> It's nothing new. It doesn't do anything different than a Pokeball. He just, like, drew his face on it or something. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we just made a better game. Uh, I know you're obviously listening now, Game Freak, because you made this DLC. Uh, just, this is for free. Have it for free. Just give us Beskar Apricorns and give us Ball Guy Balls. <laughs> That's all we need. All right, we've got another it one. It is spoken. 
we've got another one from retro typhlosion go take it linian take it <sighs> okay hello there puckle it's me redacted and i'm willing and i'm writing in to discuss redacted. my favorite pokemon npcs <laughs> because there are just so many npcs to cover throughout the Throughout the course of Pokemon's history, I'll be more specifically discussing my favorite Pokemon NPCs of the 8th generation. So which of these classic characters are my favorites? I have a soft spot for the gym leaders in Sword and Shield. Say what you will, but I believe these characters are well thought out and even more well designed. Though perhaps I may just have low expectations. I really felt like that characters had such a great personality, and it was really, really enjoyable to speak to them throughout the game. If I had to pick one I liked the most... I would say that the fire-type leader Kabu is my favorite. I think mm. that his determination to win, alongside with him wanting to become great and training every day, really makes him a wonderful character. Uh, and he was the one I enjoyed seeing the most as I progressed through Galar. So yeah, my expectations may be low, and while I am easily pleased by any sort of decently designed character, I must say that Kabu is certainly my favorite of the entire bunch from Generation 8. I'm writing this email after the release of the recent Pokemon Direct. While the Direct isn't the topic of this email, and I won't go into detail, I'd like to make it known that I am all for the new additions 100%. Keep up the great work, Puckle. I love the podcast, and don't forget to award the Green Taurus badge. We will. We will, because it's not a thing. Uh, I might have forgotten on purpose, okay? (laughs) We might might be letting it die a little. Yeah. Retro Typhlosion redacted Winnie the Pooh, whatever you're at at this point. Uh, (laughs) Join the Discord server, guys. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I also like Kavu, but I'm also like, like if this were any other fan base, I'm, I'm like the problem that won't let things die. Right. Like I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the equivalent of like the Star Wars fan base people that like only want like original trilogy, like callbacks in the new trilogy. I'm that guy, but in the Pokemon world. And I'm just like, yeah, I really like, uh, I'm really a big fan of like callbacks and like Kavu's like the one character that like gets like the callback real hard because he's just like, yeah, he's from Hoenn. Mm-mm. And it's just like, that's really cool. And that's all it takes to make him really cool for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just a callback I, that he's from another region from another game. And I go, yeah, you remember the thing. He's got a, he's got a great design. I he think does. My favorite gym leader though is Opal. <laughs> <laughs> just cause she's so crazy. She's great. Like, I haven't met them yet because I've only played Sword, but the ones I'm like, the You've reason met Opal. I really, no, I wasn't talking about Opal. I was, oh, okay. it, it was a premise to me saying that what I think are going to be my favorites are Melanie and Alistair, or Onion, as we like to call him around these parts. Melanie is my favorite. I, I think Melanie is the best one. Uh, the sad thing is they didn't get really any characterization. They didn't. They were the, the, they were the exclusives. Yep. Oh, so. because they had to be interchangeable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was the only sad thing. So, well, they look yeah. really cool. So Yeah. They do. They are too. I, those are great designs. I just, you know, yeah, they're just kind of there. I mean, they get a lot of lore, but not like in the game, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that that is probably the most unfortunate part. They just don't get any lore in the game. I was also really disappointed by Alistair, like in game, because Alice, like you're just like, oh, he's never gonna speak because like that was his thing. Like he doesn't speak. He's the ghost boy, right? And then he just starts talking all over the place in the post game because it's like we need to have interchangeable dialogue, guys. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened. And I was just like, wow, this is really disappointing and groundbreaking. Like, Alistair's awful. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. 
Uh, but that is going to be it for the mailbag this week. If your email was not read on the show, it will be in the unread email section on the Discord server this week. So keep an eye out for that. We really appreciate you guys writing in. Uh, if you want to write in next week to Puckle, you can email us at PucklePodcast.com and let us know what your thoughts were on the DLC. Are you a fan? You probably are, because I feel like this is like a, a 95% positive thing. So go ahead let us know i know some people are against dlc why are you against dlc um please let us know they remember horse armor yeah that makes sense uh and and so this is uh i'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on on the dlc uh by me i mean whimsicott next week when she runs the show (laughs) (laughs) um and so definitely definitely do that thatch is on on vacation he's gonna go get some german cheese it's gonna be delicious and in some Christmas decorations, it's going to be amazing. The best time is to buy them in January. They're on a they're on a steep discount. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> We're old, and I'm the youngest. If, We're old. If you want to uh, get more out of your Puckle experience, you can always listen to more shows like Game Corner. Hey, uh, that Linian runs mm-hmm. over at our Puckle Plus feed. So go on over to the Puckle Plus feed, and you can go listen to that show. You can also always. Uh, check out more Puckle content. YouTube stuff should be coming back to life this week. I'm actually really excited. I, I got some of it done finally this week. So YouTube should be coming back to life. We're going to be starting a blue Nuzlocke. Uh, I hope it's in a content form that people like. It's definitely got some kinks that need to be ironed out, but that's mostly on me just trying to figure out the flow. And then we've got uh, we've got a Twitch, which I've been doing Patreon raid nights on every Thursday. Uh, so if you want to be a part of the Patreon and you want to come and raid with Thatch on Thursdays to come and get those new raid Pokemon that we never talked about all day, <laughs> you get Flapple, Appleton, All Creamy, and something else that you can't... Lapras and Lapras, Colossal. Lapras and Colossal, all of which, uh, well, the All Creamy, at least, you can't take online right now because there's a bug. <laughs> so keep that in mind. It's uh, it, it's uh, very exciting, though. Uh, you can come and do that with me on on thursday this week we are going to find an alternate day for people who can't make thursday nights as well um i'm going to try to set one of those up here in the near future uh, also watch out for the mew and the ditto giveaways we're doing starting next week as well mm-hmm. on top of that um you can always go ahead and follow us on social media over at twitter facebook and instagram those places are great places for us for you to go to keep up to date with puckle and just interact with us mostly the discord discord's like where the community is and where a bunch of these fun people send in emails from so I really do appreciate hanging out with all of you guys, even on the Discord server. And on top of that, uh, if you want to help out the show in any way, shape, or form, you can do it in a couple different ways. One, you can subscribe on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. You can go ahead and buy a shirt at Tee Public, or you could buy some ramen and get healthy, uh, if that's your goal for 2020, and go get some Vite Ramen. Um, the link is in the show notes, as always, and you can use code PUCKLE at checkout for a 10% discount. So if you could go ahead and do that, that helps support the show and you get some ramen out of it. Who doesn't like ramen? On top of that, if you want to more directly support the show, you can go over, as always, to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, um, where you can get a bunch of cool rewards like the uh, the Mew and Ditto giveaways that we're doing this month and also the Patreon raid nights. So go on over there and hang out. And I just hope to see you guys later. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been the person awarding Tony his Green Tours badge for helping us crack open the ball guy lore and also the fluffy swimsuit. And I am Linian, and I have spoken. And it's closing time.
we here at Puckle would like to thank all of our patrons who helped make this show possible. Thank you to everybody there. Like I said earlier in the show, I believe, if not, I'm going to say it here now, we are going to be doing two giveaways this month, one for a Pokeball Plus Me. You can get that at the $10 tier or higher, so you have to make sure you're there. And then we're also going to run another special where we're going to rerun the 6IV Ditto, uh, 6IV Japanese Ditto that we did last month. Um, just because I see a lot of people are asking for it and I want to be able to do it in the run. We found a ways to alleviate some of the issues we had with the last giveaway. So, uh, please be on the lookout for that. And if you're interested in getting a six IV ditto, this is a great way to come and do it. So without further ado, for those of you who updated your, uh, Patreon status, thank you because we did change up the tiers. The one and $3 tier no longer exists. It's just condensed into a $2 tier. So please make sure you change that. Um, if you're at the $1 tier and you want your name right on the show, because without it, you won't be right on the show today. But thank you to Greg, Lane, Viger, Dooley, Dominic, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chonk, the fluffiest ones of Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Snickle, Rotted, Titan, Jesse, Piccolo, Ryan, Ed, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, King, and Tank, Sheldon, Cordia, Claude, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swamper Tata, Matt, Gary, Caleb, Jonathan, Merlander, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, It's Your Boy, Trav, <laughs> the British Gent, Brian, Dylan, Trevor, Sheon, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Craig Kruger, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, T- Taylor, Amanda, Mike, Colt, Maxie, Shambles, Justin, Michael, Tim, Equals, Dylan, uh, Andrew, Justin, Old Man Tup, David, Harvey, Michael, Jordan, Andrew, Brock, Louise, Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Jacob, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Nelib, South, Nicholas, Brandon, Locke, Holden, iStarly TV, Prime Rib, L. Feats, Jeremy, Launchpad, McQuack, Gigantamax, Metapod, Sammy, Graham, John, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Bear, Kevin, Gone, Corfishin, Chris, Dark Flame, Chris, Chris, again, two Chris's in a row, uh, Half Full Reviews, Coop de Jarnock, Jordan, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange, and that's it. So thank you to everybody who supports the show and also Sparky. I apologize. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports the show. We really appreciate it. And I hope to see you all on the flip-flop. We will be doing another Patreon raid night this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So please be there and uh, we'll hang out. We'll do some raids together and we'll have some fun. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.